Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. This week's Law & Order Marathon winner is Napat Grappoli of Monza, Italy. Napat will get a marathon decal showing he watched 26.2 hours of his favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at LawAndOrderPodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoy and June Thomas, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent SVU or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at SVU Season 21, Episode 17, Dance, Lies, and Videotape. Depending on where this goes, they could be looking at prison time. That does not work, because we have a premiere in three days. Talking hundreds of jobs, weeks of rehearsal, millions of dollars on the line. Piece of advice? Let's set aside some time for understudies. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcasts, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. Thank you for inviting me to Studio X, Kevin. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, ick, ick. There's fluids everywhere. Uh, and rounding out our panel is our special guest from working from Slate. It's June Thomas. Hello, June. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Rebecca. Nice to be here. Welcome back back. It's so Thank lovely you. to see your face. Now, I was listening to some one of your other podcasts, and um, I just want to check. Did you just invite me to make me say HR? <laughs> <laughs> love those accents. Because I don't say it like that. We have somebody else on staff who can say controversy and things like that. <laughs> and I can't wait to hear how they say ballet. <laughs> um, so, June, you were one of our first guests to bring up the idea that sleeper cell lesbian Serena Sutherland <laughs> was not actually a lesbian. But that final line <laughs> is one of the greatest switcheroos in television history. You're fired. <sighs> Is this because I'm a lesbian? No, Serena, because we had no idea you were a lesbian <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Uh, which gave us, you know, uh, the rest of us straight people cover so we can say <laughs> things like, no, we didn't actually think she was a lesbian either. <laughs> now, is it true that nobody actually finds that funnier than actual lesbians? <laughs> Definitely. Well, I mean, there. I think there must be like some. There's some room somewhere uh, in you know lesbian headquarters that's that's called the <laughs> "Is it because I'm a lesbian?" room. You know, it's 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 classic. Lesbian HQ. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's HQ. <laughs> But, you know, actually, this ties in because you have a project that is kind of similar. You have a book coming up. It's similar I do. To this. I well, do. 
It's related. It's related. It's only uh, three years away from coming out. Everybody, get ready to put your money down. Uh, no, I'm, I, I am indeed writing a book about lesbian places, and Serena Sutherland will. I think she will be like maybe about half of the book at least. Maybe maybe oh, three quarters. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Opening scene for sure. Hundred right. <laughs> percent. And then you can borrow our audio clip. No, she's not, not a lesbian. <laughs> June, of all the franchises, which two cops are your favorite detective team? Favorite law and order detective team. You know, I don't know if they've ever been a team, and I also don't know what I originally said on my first appearance on this show. I'm not telling you. I love Carisi and Rollins. I don't know if they, I mean, I know they're maybe together in some other ways. I don't know if they were ever partners in that other way, but I love Carisi. I love everything about him. And Amanda really grew on me. So I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to go out on a limb and say those two. That is a solid pick. No, you're not crazy. No, I got to yeah. say, Carisi has grown on me in a huge way. Yes. I saw that episode the other day where he was an inmate, like before he was cast as Carisi, where he was an inmate oh. during oh. the um, one of the death penalty episodes. And he and I was like, wow, so what did Dick Wolf see in him that he cast him as this guy? But he's grown on me a lot, and I love him as the ADA. Yes. I, I really do. Yes, he's also, to predict your next question, he's also my favorite prosecutorial team. <gasps> what? I didn't even get a chance to play the song. Okay, here it is. Favorite law and order district attorney prosecutorial team. You're the first to pick Carisi as a favorite prosecutor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to send him a telegram to let him know. <laughs> he went to law school. You know, I've never, I don't think I ever saw, I did not ever catch him uh, in that episode you just I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. And he's so good. He's great. Mm-hmm. And he's such a nice guy. His mom loves him. He is good as well. He's right? got nieces. He's, he's just as, <laughs> we get you that ginger ale. You're going to get upset somewhere. <laughs> All right, now let's take a look at the first half of this episode, SVU Season 21, Episode 17, Dance, Lies, and Videotape. Such a stupid name. Well, pity the poor dancers of the National Ballet just when they think they haven't done the lamest Swan Lake meets River Dance mashup in TV history. The choreographer tells them, you did. (laughs) Brad decides to cheer up Delia by bringing her to Studio X. And the X stands for sex. (laughs) Unbeknownst to the ingenue, they're on videotape. And their foutée de fucking is all over the internet. What if the National finds out? Delia, Delia, we are are going to do everything that we can to help you, believe me. But to be honest... Once these things go viral, it can it can be difficult. Isn't it illegal? If you did not agree to be filmed, yes. Are you sure Brad had nothing to do with this? Positive. Before they can get to the crime scene, someone has removed the hidden camera from the Boom Boom Room. And after talking to a super creepy porn monger, Liv learns that dancer Jason uploaded the sex tape, just the latest one that he got from Brad, featuring dancers that he's placed in first position, second position, third position, (laughs) jeté. Kat and Rollins discover almost none of the ballerinas knew they were being taped, except for Ashley, who was like, I'll do whatever I want. (laughs) With the new show set to open that week, the behavior is troubling to artistic director Alistair Woodford and choreographer Sasha Thomas, says having his male principal dancers in jail 
won't work for him. Yes. ADA Dominic Carisi leans on Jason and learns that all the sex tapes were reviewed by Sasha. If he liked what he saw, he'd blackmailed a woman into having sex with him in exchange for Jason deleting the original video. At least one ballerina admits to sleeping with Sasha, but she got a solo, so it was worth it. <laughs> so is there a bitchier role to play than that of the director or the conductor or the choreographer who gets to go on stage and berate everybody like a little bitch? No, next question. No, okay. <laughs> you all sound quite pleased with yourselves. Which is astonishing, considering the appalling mess we just witnessed. As of now, Moulin Bohème is on track to being the worst ballet the National has ever produced. <laughs> but the worst parts of it, you have to have your hair like that. Like, you've got to have the longish, lank hair. That's how you get cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they get cast for the hair or they, get, they have to grow the hair once they get cast. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so like in two years, we're going to do an episode where we need you to play a dick choreographer. So start growing your hair, man. You're going to need it. <laughs> See, I... I actually pictured June going to Slate doing the same thing like walking into Gap Fest like you suck and you suck and you suck and you're a lesbian and you're fired I don't know Jipatrina about you but like every time SVU tries to do like arts like especially like New York arts and they're portraying something as being like the fancy thing it is always the worst thing I've ever yes. seen there's this ballet one there's always like the weird river dance thing with the yes. three women like playing the violin and the like. What do you think of like? And this was filmed, by the way. Like it looked like it was filmed right. at Lincoln. But Center. it also happens like if they have it at a, at a, a rap concert yes. and you know it's all or a <laughs> yeah. nightclub. No, it's the, always. I'm sorry. The fine performing arts are the best arts oh, on this view. June, this was filmed like on location, right? Like at Lincoln Center or something. Just a Broadway theater at eight in the morning. Yeah. What did yeah. you think about the the actual arts that we got? Oh to my see god! It was like you know sometimes if you've had really a lot to drink, it's a wedding, and you suddenly start to like get <laughs> on the dance floor and do the. I'm doing an artistic interpretation. That was what yes. everyone was doing. I mean, when the guy went on stage and said this was the worst thing I ever saw, like he wasn't wrong. It's just that he'd choreographed it. Like <laughs> it was, it was, was true. it was funny. It was funny. Ha ha. He was 100% right. Yeah, you want yeah. to be angry with him, but he's absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. So look yeah. at my notes, Kevin. Dickish director. He's right about it being the worst, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so Delia is teaching a child's ballet class when the sex tape goes viral. I like you, Delia. What you do on your own time is your business. But I can't have that around the kids. What are you talking about? One of the moms showed me the video. Apparently, the dads have all found it already. So I want to know, which one of the mommies has a ballerina porn Google keyword alert? It's the well, dads. Yeah. Like, what? What, what were those dads doing? Like, the, then the, the, the big boss of the studio fires, whatever her name is, Delia. She should have fired the dads. What the hell were they doing? Watching little girls do ballet while watching porn? That's the creepiest thing I have ever heard about. Not just porn. Ballerina porn. Two twos. <laughs> like it's not the ballet teacher who's the problem. It's the dad who whacks it to the ballet teacher, right? <laughs> so she checks out the porn site, and it has more than one ballet porn clip. 
Are you ready for the names that yes. were listed? Okay. Remember, this is eventually going to run at 2 in the afternoon on USA <laughs> when, when, when this gets on basic cable. The, they were hardcore ballerina sluts. <laughs> Virgin ballerina gets used hard. Oh, my God. Oh. Hot ballerina can't get enough. And my favorite, <laughs> flexible ballerina gets stretched after practice. <laughs> It's called rehearsal. Jesus. The fuck? Some producer who loves sports called it practice. It's called rehearsal. There's no such thing as play practice or ballet practice. God damn it, writer's room. Get your shit together. So they, somebody had a meeting and they said, okay, this is what we need for this episode. We need a, we need a page that looks like a Google search and you got to come up. We'll give you. Can you create a little thumbnail? It's like a Pornhub search. Yeah. And like later on, we do get to see the stills from all those different sex tapes that go around. And while all the ballerinas are having sex, like their arms are out, like in like fifth position, like wonderful all graceful. Extension. Yeah, yeah. the wonderful extensions with their wrists all. Who fucks like that? <laughs> All I, they don't fuck like that. That's it. All I can think of is Len and Carrie Ann from Dancing with the Stars being like, wonderful. <laughs> Ten. Ten. <laughs> you, are a, you are a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> I will say, June, I kept thinking, I don't know if you've ever taken ballet. I haven't no. except when I was like six. But those positions hurt. And like, and it's their job. Are you talking job. about ballet positions yeah, or are you talking about getting fucked on a bar? It's their job, right? <laughs> so if they want to have sex the way that they do their job, it would be the equivalent of like you sitting at a desk <laughs> typing podcast scripts while also having sex. And that is a feature on the porn monger yeah, site. Like that's insane, it. right? I can't believe that there aren't 25 thumbnails with that. And I don't want to imagine what the uh, the titles would be. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing is, like, I don't, she didn't take her point shoes off. So, like, she's also probably (laughs) just like her feet are bleeding while she's getting, I can't even say it, but like, none of it makes any sense. I think also can't believe that we haven't commented on the fact that the ballet is called. Moulin Bohème. Like, could were those the only two French? Like, like, could they not get croissant in there or something? Like, Moulin Croissant would have gotten my ticket much easier. What the hell kind of name is that? Moulin Palm Frites. <laughs> it's going to open to great acclaim. To great acclaim. Man, just, you know, I'm trying to imagine, like, having all that graceful sex with the ballerina and, like, getting her, like, to do those poses... June, I'm just lucky if she'll point her toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our Hey, It's That Guy. Hey, it's that guy. Who is playing Alistair Woodford, the artistic director? I hope we can keep this private. We open a new ballet this week, ironically, starring Brad and introducing Delia. You keep me busted. Give my best to Raphael. I don't know, but he has an amazing voice. My God. Like, yes. wow. His name is Patrick Page. You can uh, see him now as Pike Phillips on uh, or in In the Heights mm. on HBO Max. Maybe a theater. I don't know if people are going to theaters. Uh, he's best known as Mr. Page Davis. Oh, from, from uh, the Trading Spaces? From Trading Spaces, He's way yes. too old to be with Paige Davis. What the actual hell? Well, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, 
Uh, she declined to take his name and go by Paige Page. Oh, okay. Which was good. <laughs> Who can forget that episode of Trading Spaces where the woman hated everything her neighbor did and in the living room and had to leave and cry? Oh, my God. Who forgot the episode where Hildy taped, like, stapled all those paper flowers to the bathroom wall? That show was bananas. Yeah, it was a great way to take out all your rage on your neighbor. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put uh, uh, soundproofing in all these walls. There was one episode, I know this is off topic, where she did a beach-themed room and literally brought in like a truckload of sand <laughs> and put it... <laughs> oh, yeah, that must have been super. I must have been thrilled. They ruined 25 hoovers trying to pick that up. Oh, you know, God. the cat loved it. <laughs> Like I got my own room. I've all, you know, here's, this is where I make a true confession. I have always wanted to use the cat litter. Like, it's just been my dream. But, like, they're so small. But, like, if you if you turn your entire house into one big cat box, like, sure, I could live out my dream. Why not? Everybody has to have a dream, June. You do you. Don't get that pretty litter, though, because then we'll know about our all our health problems. Right. Oh, no, it turned green. Uh-oh, pH is off. Uh-oh. You'll be looking at it and you'll be saying to the, the cat litter, is this because I'm a lesbian? <laughs> so can you tell us who is playing Sergeant Haseem Kaldun? Who's that? I've spoken to some donors from past years and I'm willing to step up to the level they did to receive the benefits they got. They mentioned sponsoring one of the primus. I don't know his name, but he's my favorite character ever in the history of SVU. <laughs> he, he does get I, the call on some very strange weeks. Like, there's some really bizarre shit going on this week. Let's call him! <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or as, as, as the woman described him, like, you mean the groping subway cop? Like, oh yeah, the groping yes. subway cop. Yeah, that, that one. guy, yeah. He's from, like, Transit SVU. And I just don't know why they don't have him being a regular on the show. I love him. Yeah, his, the, by the way, the actor's name is Ariel Satchel, second of three SVU appearances, and we're greatly disappointed it's not more. Mm. Uh, he is a Broadway performer, winner of a Daytime oh, Emmy yeah. for his performance on The Today Show, and a Grammy for the theater album The Band's Visit. He was also nominated for, and God help me for explaining this, <laughs> an Ambie Award, uh-huh. Best Performer in an Audio Fiction Podcast Whoa. for the podcast Two Princes. Uh, he was one of three princes, so I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> okay. Not sure what happened there. But God help me, I did spend the $100 so I could join the podcast academy. Same. So I could vote in the Ambie Awards. Same. Wow. June, are you a member of the podcast academy? Um, I I think all awards are terrible except when I win them. And I've never won one, so yes. there you right. go. No. Amen. Well, it's $100 and you need a good character reference. I'm happy to provide it. Yes. If you want. <laughs> Uh, I think I skipped that category. Should I ask you a question? Yeah. Like, for real, why is he just not on the show? Yeah. He's fantastic. He's got so much chemistry, literally, with everyone he's in a scene with. Like, mm-hmm. his, like, undercover tech bro character thing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He was great. Like, I mean, he's just, he's wonderful. Do they want him and they can't get him, which is why they keep bringing him on as a guest? I can't figure it out. But I really liked him he has chemistry with Rollins he does. Uh, everyone. He does he does and who doesn't like a guy who's you know working in the subway all the time <laughs> he's like a busker but also a sex cop yeah <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to do it because you know all that podcast money is so sweet yeah. that 
Oh, oh the accolades. He has eight shows a week, isn't he? In a- <laughs> Do you think he's read a lot of podcast ads? Do you think? I mean, we know how that goes. I mean, that's that's yes. that's oh, that's yeah. the peak of a career, right? Nah, I mean, yes, yeah. he's like, I don't like any socks better than Bombas. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, when I'm not busting gropers on the subway, I'm playing best fiends. <laughs> <laughs> That's best friends without the R. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, but we also have a cameo by a very special guest star. It's our very special guest star, Mr. John Waters. A uh, famous filmmaker and director, two Law and Order appearances. He's playing the porn monger listed in the credits as porn monger. <laughs> Ballerina getting nailed in a tutu. That's a whole genre. But what isn't? <laughs> Rule 34, am I right? Uh, his titles you know, include Hairspray and Serial Mom and Cecil B. Demented. Known for his campy, gross-out style of filmmaking and his pencil-thin mustache and creepy demeanor. Yeah, I mean, he wears his own wardrobe, right? Like, he's you can tell he doesn't have to do much uh, <laughs> prep work. He just walks in and, and porns out, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no way that someone dressed him that way. No yeah. way. You know what What I, I wonder is like, you know, because he, he typically plays the same character. So like, do you think they just went one mm-hmm. day and just did some generic lines like, John, say something porny, say something about the First Amendment. <laughs> we'll say something about like, we can come over and bust, you know, search all your servers. You know, just get all that all done for, you know, to use later. So John Waters was considered for the role of Detective Munch on Homicide, Life on the Street. What? No way. Yeah, back when, remember, it was he's from Baltimore, and they were filming in Baltimore, oh, and so, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore. And so he got it. It would just, imagine how things would be so different. Can you see him in Ice-T investigating a guy who got his penis cut off? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can, yes. Yeah. A hundred percent, I can see that. I know. I think him and Ice too make a really funny <laughs> <laughs> to see them strolling in. Uh, he also has some songwriting credits. He's he contributed a song to his movie Pecker. the The song is called "Don't Drop the Soap for Anyone Else But Me." Aww. Aww. It is a prison song, of course. It's very sweet. Yes. <laughs> he also said, "Sometimes I wish I was a woman, just so I could get an abortion." Oh, I mean, wow. he's not wrong. He's, <laughs> Only women can get those. It's true. It's <laughs> very accurate. He's also famous for a, uh, a, a, a tote bag that's available at the Strand that says, uh, if you go home with someone and they don't have any books, don't fuck them. Oh. Oh, it's a, a good piece of advice. Yes. Yeah. He also said, I pride myself on the fact that my work has no socially redeeming value. You and me both, John. No kidding. All right, so Olivia has an in with Alistair, the artistic director, because of their mutual friend. Raphael Barba and I go way back. He speaks very highly of you. And he of you. Well, he is a fan. He gave me a bit of a heads up about the issue. I can't say I'm surprised. You remember that episode where he, she said... Uh, where were you, on your yacht? Not my yacht. Why? Must, it was probably Alistair's yacht. Honestly, <laughs> why is he so in with, like, billionaire rich people like how did he get in that crowd we've heard his backstory but he's a super dandy i have a theory yeah my theory is, is it that he's a lesbian no that right. after growing up what what he's called the barrio which is From not a the... word i would use it's a word he uses right. if he grows up there i think he maybe got married once to someone super rich that he went to law school with and now mm. he has a lot of money because he knows all these people with so much money it doesn't make any sense to me 
I mean, you I know. But he fixed a lot of parking tickets in his day. <laughs> there you go. No, I have no. Uh, uh, Rebecca, I think you must be right. Or law school connections. It could be that. Must be. Maybe he like went to a fancy law school. He had great. Yeah, he you know had he great was, scholarships. He was a and... skull and bones person. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Delia says that Brad couldn't possibly have knowingly videotaped her because, quote, he's a gentleman. Jason was always hitting on me, but Brad, he's a gentleman. You know, when he put one of my legs up on the bar and bent me over, uh, he did say thank you. So (laughs) he's obviously a gentleman. Here's the thing, though. Brad... Both looks like a very famous person, like I, but like n- n- famous person that you can't quite say who he looks like. He just looks like he might be famous, and like his arms really were like incredible. I mean, I'm a Kinsey six, and I was like, oh my god, his arms! Like <laughs> he, 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 I mean, you can kind of see why Delia's head might be turned by those arms. Didn't yeah. all three of those dudes have like a slight Matt Gates vibe, though? That's what I kept uh. thinking. They all had like the. The hair, the hair swoosh, yeah. the, the hair, big yeah. front teeth situation. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And when she asks Benson and Rollins if there's a way that they can get her porn video taken off the internet, it's so precious. Oh, I know. Oh, sweetheart, you really think that? It's going to take some time. <laughs> it's going to take some time. <laughs> time that I don't have. Yeah, I'm too busy, you know, asking Barba about whether or not he's been on a yacht. I'm trying to get child pornography off the internet, <laughs> not ballerina pornography. <laughs> Speaking of, that's sort of the entree into, like, finding out the tech side is they do go see John Waters, the porn monger, named mm-hmm. Pornmonger, at the website Pornmonger. Yeah, by the way, secretly... I'm like, that's a really fucking good name for a porn yeah. website. All right. Honestly. It's not a better it's better than Pornhub. Pornhub yeah. sounds like a thing that you would do, like where you just like plug shit into something. It's not sexy. <laughs> Pornmonger? Yeah. Pornmonger. That sounds filthy. <laughs> Initially, he's reluctant to give up any of the data to uh, Carisi and Rollins. No, oh, in case they didn't teach you this in cop school, there's a little thing known as the First Amendment. Well, I actually went to lawyer school. Well, they taught us about subpoenas, so how about I go get one for every hard drive in this dump? We start kicking the tires, you don't think we're going to find dozens of miners in your little video cache? Well, the leverage they use is like, oh, if we look really close at this computer, are we going to find child porn? Well, if you did, wouldn't you want to start investigating that instead? (laughs) like when he obviously tips his hand that there is child porn, and they're just like, cool, you keep your child porn. (laughs) We'll go after those ballet people. It's like, this is your actual job. (laughs) I'm not proud, but I did check to see how much ballerina porn there is out there. And there's not a lot, but there are a lot of fetish videos about point (laughs) shoes. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. 
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right, now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. Creasy says a sex blackmail case would be hard to make and he would need a pattern of criminal activity to move forward. Are there any other allegations against Sasha? No official complaints lodged with the National HR Department. Yeah, the cone of silence in ballet is real. I knew a few bunheads at LaGuardia. Rehearsed nonstop, never spoke out of turn, never ate. I mean, that kind of conditioning sticks with you. Listen, this isn't just ballet. It's churches, news organizations, movie sets. When your boss is a predator, people are afraid. Delia is hoping the company won't fire her for the sex tape, and when Benson tells her their target is now Sasha, the choreographer, she says cooperating with that would be the end of her career, so she pulls out of the case. SVU tracks down a former dancer who'd been videotaped, then raped by Sasha. She says that she went right to the top and asked Alistair, the artistic director, for help. But then he threatened to leak the video unless she let the highest bidder at the gala auction take her to dinner and then take her to Pound Town. Oh, my God. <laughs> to put together their sex trafficking case, they enlist SVU subway cop and Palestinian beefcake Hasim Khaldun to go undercover at the gala as the horny tech billionaire philanthropist looking to tap a tutu. Mm. When he buys <laughs> Ashley and charges $100,000 to his police credit card. <laughs> they, I'm so glad you picked up on that. <laughs> they nab her for prostitution. She flips on Alistair and Sasha. Olivia visits Delia at her new job waitressing. She tells her Alistair and Sasha will go to prison. Jason will do a couple of months. Brad and Edward were fired, but they're suing to get their jobs back. Delia says it's all little comfort because the whole incident has destroyed her dancing career. It was just that little rhyme that she had about, like, if you're if you're a straight guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you're a gay guy, I don't know. It depends. Straight male can't fail. It's like my friend Hudson says. Straight male can't fail. Gay men, it depends. But girls in ballet do what we say. I had an, uh, like, if you're a Flynn, come on in. If yeah. you're a Lavoy, that's a boy. <laughs> if you're a Thomas, sorry, because nothing rhymes with Thomas. So there we go. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Right, let's get to the sting operation. Rollins suggests Hasim Khaldun to go undercover. And like we said earlier, he's currently working for the SVU Transit Unit. Yes. Uh, I knew Dick Wolf had a bunch of spinoffs. I just don't see that one going anywhere. <laughs> SVU Transit Division. Not just the Transit Division. There's an SVU within the Transit Division. Yeah. All I can think about, June, is that, like, all oh, the whole show is going to be, like, tracking Metro cards, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, Jim, his Metro card was used here, <laughs> and then it was used here, and then it was used here. That's going to be the whole show. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I would watch that. I would, I would pay a premium fee for that show. <laughs> I would only charge it to my MTA card, but still. <laughs> you charge the police credit card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, we first see him as part of a, a joint undercover operation to capture a serial killer. Oh, no, wait, a serial groper. Yes. On the, uh, on the subway train. By the way, is that SVU unit in transit, is that still considered an elite squad? <laughs> in the criminal justice system, subway-based offenses are considered especially heinous. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on your Metro Pass where the bad oh, man touched you. No, oh. no, 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 no. 
So after Rollins suggests they send in Khaldun uh, to pose as a rich man. He's a chameleon. This year's gala is tomorrow night after the premiere. We put in a UC and we get Alistair on tape promising to deliver the goods. How about Haseem Khaldun? Your transit groper cop? He could pass as a oil heir. Oil heir? Really, Liv? Oh, my God. Why, why, why would you go there first, Liv? <laughs> why was that your first pick? There are no Jewish Arab tech giants that, that didn't come to mind? No. Or anybody in any other profession? <laughs> At least they left that in, though. They, like, they gave that to Olivia. Like Somebody wrote that there line for Olivia. Why? Why? <laughs> Way to tap in your inner stabler. Because they're going to have the... Um, glossed over racial reckoning season later oh. and they want that to be one of the things she reflects upon <laughs> after after going there first by the way he would have had to affect a very problematic accent to pull off that undercover yes. Yes. my father the sultan you know you could just see where that was going <laughs> but to maintain his cover as a high roller he decides that he's going to outbid everybody would a six figure commitment take Ashley off the auction block you would take Ashley anywhere you'd like to go. I have a suite reserved at the Park Malama. Saoirse can run your credit card. Oh, I was hoping Bitcoin would work. <laughs> That's not a problem. Where do they get a credit card with his fake name on it and that kind of limit? <laughs> the transit division is all powerful. They got, they got tech you can yeah. only imagine. Yeah, if you want a fake driver's license, that's the one to go to, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, like, an old school cop shows when, like, they needed money for a thing? They mm. have to go to, like, the drug evidence unit to, like, get money. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, credit cards, and he made a joke about Bitcoin. Like, what if they did take Bitcoin? What the hell were they going to do? If they actually, like, yeah, we'll take Bitcoin, was he going to be like, oh, well, how about my cop credit card instead? Did he had a credit card printed with his name on it. Yeah. And I'd have a limit. Right. By the way, those like raised letters and everything. So it's got to <laughs> yeah. go through. Here's machine. what I keep yeah. thinking. Do you know when like you look at your credit card thing and yeah. you're like, I didn't go to Taco Bell in Arkansas and yeah. then you have to call Capital One or whatever. So I was just thinking the cops, the cops call Lincoln Center and they're like, by the way. <laughs> This charge was an error. <laughs> We're going to dispute the charge later. I didn't spend $100,000 on ballerina sex. Come on, boss. But then also when they went to the room, like she she poured him some Japanese whiskey. Like, does that mean that they have yes. to, you know, that costs about $2,000 from the mini bar, you know, like, hey. Press one for didn't mean to pay for a ballerina. Press two. <laughs> hey, no offense, Ashley, but you could have done a lot worse than the rich man who likes ballet and will pay someone else to have sex with you department than Haseem Khaldun. Yes, she no. could have definitely done worse. That being said, she was still being trafficked, and that's not fucking okay, but she could have definitely done worse. So we're clear this is just for one night and safe sex only. Absolutely. You're in charge. I think Rollins would have been like, give me that fucking credit card. (laughs) She did burst in rather dramatically, didn't she? Like, no, but but, but, let me stop this from happening. Yes, yes. I don't want to get any any hotter in here. (laughs) Yeah, Ashley should just be thankful there's not a ballet bar in that room. She's Mm. like, I just want to lie on my back for once. (laughs) Just once. I don't even want to point my toes. Come on. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. 
I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Ripped from the Headlines. You think you know who did it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. Ripped from the Headlines. This episode is inspired by the controversy at the New York City Ballet. In 2018, dancer Alexandra Waterbury accused her ex-boyfriend, principal dancer Chase Finley, of sharing sexually explicit photos of her with other members of the ballet. Waterbury says she discovered a text thread among Finley and two other male dancers that contained nude pictures taken without her knowledge. Amar Ramazar and Zachary Catazaro responded with lewd comments and naked photos of other dancers. The texts were then shared with students at the nearby dancing school and at least one wealthy patron of the ballet. It was the second sex scandal to rock the dance company that year. At the height of the Me Too movement, their ballet master-in-chief Peter Martins resigned after accusations of sexual harassment and physical abuse. Waterbury said this frat-boy culture emboldened the bad behavior. Chase Finley resigned from the company and has not danced professionally since. City Ballet fired Ramazar and Catazaro, but an arbiter overturned the decision and reinstated them. Waterbury sued the company and three dancers. In September, a judge dismissed the case against all of them except Finley. Alexandra Waterbury is currently a student at Columbia and is pursuing a career in modeling. So just wanted to start with this because a lot of folks were asking, what, what happened with Cy Freighter? Is he around? Did anything happen? Like, he didn't quit. We didn't fire him. Nothing like that. Cy is just taking a little time off. Everything's good, but like a lot of people, he just burnt out yeah. on pandemic life. He needed a little break. We said, hey, look, if you don't want to do our stupid show again, you know, just go. It's fine. And he's, no, no, I really like it, but he just needs a little time off. So instead, you, you want to know who that was filling in. That was our old friend, Chris Green uh, of RTE 2FM in Dublin. And uh, your other spouse, by the way. My other spouse. You love Chris Green. I had to find someone else who would say, would call it Bally. So. And controversy. <laughs> controversy. No, he does controversy the right way. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't do it like Sai. So Sai's going to be back. We're wishing him well. It's just take as much time as he wants. It's so cute that you think all the fans of the show listen to it because of Sai Freighter. They probably do, by the way. <laughs> no. We get stuff on Twitter. Yeah, We got things on Twitter asking us about that. Okay, so back to our rip from the headlines. Uh, the lawsuit said that that major donor who was on the text thread saw the photos and said, quote, I bet we could tie some of them up and abuse them like farm animals. And then Finley responded, or like the sluts they are. Boys will be boys? No? Oh, my God. Look at June's face. This yes. is shocking. Shocking. I'm shocked. I truly am, actually. You know, it's it's felt to me like, despite these are their stories, that these the SVU uh, plot lines have been less ripped from the headlines. And, I mean, obviously, we know that there were these awful Me Too stories, but I'm really genuinely shocked by, by how close that was. That's awful. Mm. I'll say there's one thing in this episode that I really liked when they were pointing out after their little coffee group cart thing that like it's not just ballet companies it's offices it's yep. whatever that's true <laughs> yeah it's yeah. true but i but i do think that we think of ballet as being like above it in some way only because a it's like 
lofty and beautiful, but also something that was really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is terrible. It's no different than like Olympic gymnastics or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have special uh, women who are athletic or talented in some other way, and it is super competitive. And so, yeah, I mean, it's in a position where they people have leverage over them. If yeah. you want to be yeah. not cool, an actress, you want to be a ballerina, you want to be sometimes in the professional world. I mean, I only have this job because I'm sleeping with you. <laughs> true, that's true. <laughs> Because I think if I stopped, I wouldn't have this job, hey, right? Listen, is that you knew not... what you were signing up for. Ah, uh, don't point your toes. Uh, so these male dancers might be uh, big names, but apparently they're not great dancers. The New York Times review said that Zachary Catazzaro, quote, shows only borderline capacity for bravara roles, Ouch. while Chase Finley, physically as impressive as Mr. Catazzaro, technically stronger, but often an awkward partner, now comes across as more of a stuffed shirt than when he first emerged 10 years ago. I am incredibly gratified that they sucked. No, I am like incredibly horrified by the nature of ballet reviews. We're yeah. talking it's about- pretty bitchy, right? We're talking about their- Perfectly cunty, absolutely. We're talking about their bodies. We're talking about the way they look. Well, they're talking about the way the guys look, so I think the guys can take it. <laughs> oh, it's, ah. still, it's still weird. It's very weird. Is it not weird? Uh, you know how Waterbury found out that Finley was distributing nude pictures of her? Was wow. it was it dads in the kitty ballet class? Was the dads in the ballet class? Yes, we're looking at it. But the actually the way that she found out is that he gave her the password to his laptop. <gasps> Rookie mistake, dude. Mm. You oh, deserve it. Such to get an caught. amateur. 100%. People are so disappointing. I don't even have the password to your laptop. It's you're not going to find my ballet porn. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't care what your bas- password to your laptop is. <laughs> so this is, certainly is not the biggest scandal nor the biggest crime affecting the performing arts in Gotham. Uh, we did a criminal intent episode, June, based on the 1980 case of a violinist who was murdered on the roof of the Metropolitan Opera during intermission and her body was thrown down the air shaft during the second act. Mm-hmm. It was in that case that police found that there were various semen stains from multiple people on the curtain. And man, I thought they just threw tomatoes if they didn't like the show. (laughs) (laughs) That is going to do it for us. We want to thank our very special guest, June Thomas. June, where can our listeners follow you online? They can find me on Twitter at June Thomas. And Rebecca Lavoie, how can listeners follow you? Well, if I'm not in Studio X, you can find me online. <laughs> I wish you were in Studio X. On Twitter. It and, locks from the inside. And, and Instagram with a curtain at Reb Lavoie. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Chris Green. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Line editing by Henry Lavoie. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. 
For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.